this appliance is not a toy. <laughs> Don't call it the fondue liquor. <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cheese Cast. I am Kurt. I'm Dave. And this is Wedge 8, our first ever holiday episode. Alright, so. What's up, Cheesehead? There's big news in Cheese World. Yeah. Well, there's like one what's up cheese in my personal cheese yeah, life. In your cheese personal cheese life, yeah. Uh, let me don the cheese head officially for this. Uh, oh, yeah. I know what you're going to talk about. <sighs> it's happy and sad. Mostly happy. So the Packers fired the big cheese. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, yeah, head coach. Yep. It's been around for like 13 years or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm pumped. Really? Okay. And I think a lot of pa- and we were discussing this, my brother and dad and I, the other day through text group chat. Mm-hmm. The only people that aren't excited are former players or former coaches mm-hmm. who like are all up in arms because he got fired like during the season. Yeah. But like their season is pretty much mathematically over and they haven't. Yeah, I don't done see them anything. going in any kind of playoffs or anything like that. No. And he He's been riding the coattails of one of the best athletes and quarterbacks in mm-hmm. NFL history. This is sports cheese. Um, but so Mike McCarthy, big cheese, he's gone after an embarrassing Arizona. It's been a lot of embarrassing games mm-hmm. this season, but they lost to Arizona, who was 2-9. and nine. It was at Lambeau Ooh. in the snow against a team that plays indoors in Arizona. Not, not in a good the snow. Look. Yeah, yeah not a good look. Yeah. Uh, as they've essentially thrown in the towel, now going to spend the last few Sundays of my football season, so mm-hmm. this will be good for us, yep. focusing on cheeses during each game. So I'm looking for like suggestions of, like, I'm going to cut up some different cheeses. I'm just going to eat them. Uh, okay. So it's more yeah. of a cheese eating yep. than All it right. is a football game okay. because I'm tired of opposing offenses, shredding Green Bay Swiss cheese defense, and receivers dropping wide-open passes with their cheese hands. I couldn't think of anything for that, but big blocky cheese yep. hands. Yep. They're bad. Also, uh, Packers, Mike McCarthy, gone. Cheeseheads. Happy and sad. Okay. How about your cheesehead life? What's um, up, cheeseheads? Well, I actually have two cheese <gasps> two? life things. Yeah, two. You know about, I think, both of them. I know you know about one of them because we were texting about it. Um, in our last wedge, you told me about cheese advent calendars. Oh, yeah. Big, oh, yeah. And so <laughs> I wanted a cheese advent calendar. So Why wouldn't you? I went to Target because they were for sale at Target. And. Could not find them, and so I got on a little red phone where someone comes on and tells you where to oh, find the target things. Phone. Yep, the yeah. Target phone, and um, they connected me with grocery, and so, and the person in grocery said, "No, there's nothing like that in the store." And I thought, "Well, okay, maybe it's back in like the seasonal thing because sure. the grocery person would know about that." So I wandered yeah. back to seasonal, and it was so close after Thanksgiving that they were actually didn't have the Christmas stuff up yet, which stunned me. Because that happens like after Halloween, I, most yeah, of yeah, usually. Um, they're still clearly putting stuff up. And so I asked, and the people in the holiday section said, yeah, we have one advent calendar. And she took me to where the end cap was, and there was no advent calendar there. She said, so maybe they're up in the other area, up in home decor. And so we went up to home decor, and there wasn't anything there. And I went and looked around in produce just because I am of a cynical and distrustful (laughs) nature, and I don't always assume that people who work at a store knows what's going on in the store, um, because that is often proven to be true. See your Meyer tirades on (laughs) Facebook. Yes. Um, 
And no, no cheese advent calendars. So I went and spent some time online and found out that only, I can't remember the exact number, I'd have to look it up, but I think only 147 Target yeah. stores in the U.S. carry these calendars. They don't ship, and none of them are in Michigan. The closest one was, I think, South Bend, which is a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive. Yeah. And while I want the calendar a lot, I don't know if I want it for a five or six hour round trip down i-94 because i think it started out as kind of a well it is still like a kitschy gimmicky thing yeah where it was just kind of like a jokey novelty yeah, and it's not anymore no and everybody wants <laughs> yeah, it very they want badly, it badly. and i don't think the company actually has the production yeah capacity to scale up for yeah that. i don't think it's like a big yeah all right turn them on so, so i was very very vexed about that um, i'm sad about it yeah um, and I thought for a moment about making my own cheese advent oh, calendar. That'd be fun. That was too much work That's at this time of the semester. I was just say, yeah. Yeah. So sad. that was a frustration, but um, I turned it around. Yes. Um, and I've been spending about the better part of a year now working on um, sourdough biscuits. Oh, yeah. Oh, that um, so I cook a lot. Baking is not my thing because baking involves a kind of precision that I don't incline to in cooking. Mm. My I tend to not measure when I cook. You're one of the I was yeah. just I could I, see you being the you know this much. Yep. Throwing things a in. glug of wine, yeah, um okay. uh, like a, a pile of salt or whatever in the a palm pile. of my hand and, and, and it goes. Yep. Um but baking is not like that. And particularly the biscuit method, which not only you have to get the texture of the flour and the butter right. You can't oh. over fiddle with it but you no have to mix fiddles. it in the right orders and things like that so my biscuits usually ended up being really kind of just more hardtack than biscuit sure, yeah, um yeah. they tasted fine they just weren't didn't have a peeling mouthfeel so i gave it another go um about a week ago and added some cheddar to the biscuits yeah, and they looked, nailed it. They looked so good. Absolutely nailed my sourdough cheddar biscuits. So six months of work finally paid off with um, some <laughs> tasty, it. flaky biscuits that did exactly what they're supposed to do. And the cheddar flavor was just perfect on them. So you got the tanginess of the sourdough and the richness of the cheddar all together like that. I hear you have a uh, world cheese news sort Yes? Yes, oh. I do. All right. Of course. So what's the cheese news? Is it breaking cheese news? Or is it's weird. It's weird cheese It's one news. of those things okay. that, like, it's been a thing since the early 2000s, but all oh. of a sudden everyone is talking about oh, it. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, it's... So yeah, it's yeah, all right. breaking in that now the world knows it exists okay. kind of more than they did. And all right. Kirk, would you say the holidays are a frivolous time of year? Can be. You know what else is frivolous? What else is frivolous? I I know a lot of things that are frivolous. I don't know if I know about what you're talking about. Do you know what else is frivolous? I don't. Segways. There's a theme park in South Korea dedicated to cheese. I saw yeah. that. <laughs> that was a good segue. Uh, yeah, it's in South Korea, yep. which I will I would posit is the cheesiest Korea if there was one. I of the two that. Koreas, yeah. yeah. It is <laughs> far and away the, the cheesiest, cheesiest yeah. Uh, it's the Imsil cheese theme park yep it was all over for some reason recently yeah uh, it blew up i think there was an atlas obscura thing on yeah it. yeah that's yeah, what yeah well, i think that's where it got like really okay yep. major uh it was created to pay homage to all things cheese and it's been open since 2004 to honor the region's dairy heritage which i would posit dairy thank you but i didn't know they had a dairy well 
Yeah, I, I guess I had no idea they had a dairy. They heritage. did in huh. the nineteen fifties. Got rolling thanks to Didier Sir Stevens, a Belgian <laughs> priest uh, who came to the area as a missionary. Okay. in the nineteen fifties, yep. raised goats, and he had some cheese making knowledge. So he was like making cheese, and everybody in the area was like, "What are you doing?" What yeah, is that, that is not where, at all where I would have expected South Korean dairy heritage to go. <laughs> I was figuring water buffaloes, maybe. Right, yeah. Some, yeah. Nope, some dude from Belgium yep. brought over some goats, okay. and he started milking them, getting the cheese. Do they have water buffaloes in Korea? I would say no, no but I, I don't think know. They have goats, though. At least they did once. Because of Belgian priests. Yeah, yeah well, okay. one of them. At yeah. least. <laughs> he does all the cheese. Uh, but he came, he was making the cheese, the governor of the community, this uh-huh. Imsil, or Ismail, depends on who you see. Nobody writes it the same way. It's okay. Um, but he kind of saw and was like, hey, can you teach us how to make that? Yep. It's delicious. And he's like, sure. It's located in the northern part of South Korea. Um, and... Again, it's because it's a spot where apparently not only did this Belgian priest bring cheese making and all Mm -hmm. that, but it's the spot where the first domestic Korean cheese was created. So they then kind of started doing their own thing. Um, Apparently, this theme park was made to mimic the Swiss village of Appenzell. Mm -hmm. 32 acres. Um, it has buildings that are shaped like cheese. That's what most of the pictures. That's the picture I remember that. seeing. Yeah, like There's, a big wheel of cheese with a wedge ticket. Yeah, it looks it, like yeah. a big Pac-Man, yeah, kind yeah, of sitting yeah, up yeah. on its end. Yep. Like if you were gonna roll it yep. across the table, it's yep. sitting up like that. Has a big wedge out, and there's also a couple that are like wedges, like little uh-huh. triangular, nice wedge yep. buildings. Um, there's even a European style cheese castle, which whatever that is. The only thing they really they show pictures. But the only thing they really talk about, the Cheese Castle on the, its website, any other news article, uh-huh. or Atlas Obscura, yep. is that you can tie the knot and get married in front of it. There's also <laughs> two restaurants yep. with cheesy treats like spaghetti and grated cheese. They have cheeseburgers, which like are mostly cheese from the photos. Well, I was going to say, is it is like cheese with a hamburger topping? That's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah, right. it's kind of, it's like all super cheesy. Yep. Um, also, it's got a playground. Which the main, it's one of the main photos. There's like a big fork kind of by the playground, uh-huh. like a big, huge one. And then there's these little statues and there's like a cute little cow. And there's a boy and a girl. There's a cheese guy that looks a lot like Groot. Ah! He's kind of got <laughs> guy in cheese. Uh, and inexplicably, a pirate. I don't know. There's like a little pirate statue too. And he's all like, I don't know. He might be like a hamburglar. Reasonable facsimile for a cheese thief, <laughs> the curd burglar, as we discussed previously. Uh, but it's also got even the benches, like the sides look like yep. Swiss cheese yep. kind of holes. Um, it's got an animal park. That's all they say. Don't know what that means. Might be goats, might be moose. Who knows? <laughs> say goats. Could like, be anything. All milk producing animals are welcome at Cheese World. <laughs> Neighborhood dog. <laughs> Um, there's also a research center there where they're doing more cheese science uh-huh. and cheese search. Okay. Uh, and a cave-like building where they age cheese. Okay. So, like, they store it all. Um, visitors, you, besides all that fun, yep. you can also try your hand at making five cheese pizza, which I feel like isn't that much of an activity. Just yeah, it's not put, hard. Put different cheeses <laughs> yeah. on it. You did it. Um, but also, like, making mozzarella and, like, stretching the oh, mozzarella. Oh, okay, yeah. They show, yep. like, little kids doing that. Yep. It looks really fun. Yep. Just amusing. Um they also have cooking and culinary classes, events, things mm-hmm. like that. They were talking about wine tastings and stuff on the Atlas Obscure yeah. entry, I think, um, which we'll have links to on cheesecastpodcast.com. Uh, the Korean Tourism Organization says the aim of the complex is to, quote, educate visitors about the cheesemaking process, end quote. Okay. So they just 
trying to spread the good word of cheese. Atlas Obscure, which you said, like you yep. said, has kind of bumped up the popularity. Yeah, yeah, the visibility yeah. because it's been around since 2004. This cheese theme yeah. park, and it's been a pretty cheesy area of South Korea since the 50s. Okay. Uh, but just now, it's kind of getting popular. Uh, Atlas Obscure describes it as. Up until a few decades ago, many people in Korea had never heard of cheese, let alone tasted it or made it. Now a 32-acre cheese-themed fun park in the small county of Insil is an expression of, of the country's love affair with the food. I have legendary cheese lore. I love legendary Because this goes way back now. How far back? To the 1950s? Oh. Is it a Belgian priest? It is neither of those. Okay. A, guy, a person named M.L. West wrote an article titled Grated Cheese Fit for Heroes. I'm interested. Okay. Um, in the Iliad. Um, oh, so this is going old, back. Yeah. Okay, way before the 50s. Book 11, there's a little cluster of lines that reads, <clears throat> In this cup... Hecamede, skilled as a goddess, mixed them a strong drink with Pramnian wine. Over it shredded grated goat cheese with a bronze grater, and scattered barley into it, glistening pure white, and invited them to drink when she had mulled it all. So, West looked at these lines and did um, an analysis of them and concluded that they belong, quote, to a traditional account that is many generations older than our Iliad, unquote. So Iliad is old enough, yeah, but this very. goes back even before that. And he's got a really complicated two-pronged argument. Two-pronged. Half of his argument is based on metrical analysis and linguistic history, which normally would not be a problem for me because that's, I do both of those thing, things. Yeah. But Greek metrics and Greek in general are pretty challenging in and of themselves, and West conducts a lot of his argument in Greek. Ooh, that could be more so of an issue. Basically, what it all comes down to is that, quote, the implication is that the cheese grating description very probably goes back to the 9th century BCE. Oh, so this That's thing's old. almost That's like 3,000 years old. Ooh additional to this is the archaeological evidence. So he's got his linguistic argument oh, on one side and archaeology on the other I side. Like um, and he relies pretty strongly on another researcher, David Ridgway, who writes about the discovery of bronze cheese graters together with weapons in three 9th century warriors' graves at Lefkandi. Further, um, he raises the question whether we should imagine these warriors as spurred by epic poetry to the use and esteem of the cheese grater or whether the epic poet was drawing from life. And so now we're getting even more into my area, which is an argument about whether art imitates life yeah. or life imitates art. Did the warriors start carrying around bronze cheese graters because they heard say. about it or did someone write a poem about it because warriors are carrying around bronze cheese graters? I like to picture them like literally going into battle just with it hanging right on. You're going to be interested yes, by this I then. Um, the belief is that cheese graters were part and parcel of earlier Greek warriors' kits. Basically, yeah, they're just like standard equipment. Bag. Oh, yes. Quote, Hard cheese was a practical, easily portable, and nourishing foodstuff sure. for a soldier on campaign to carry with him. 
It could have been broken into hunks and eaten with bread, though this combination, so familiar to us, is rarely mentioned by ancient sources. Mm. With a grater to hand, it could be grated into dough or over fish or meat as available, or, as in the Iliad, grated into a drink to celebrate an occasion. So um, that made me just happy as heck when That's I found great. out about all that. Um, thanks to the fabulous Sam and her amazing iPad, because she's the one who clued me in on that. Um, I did some additional research after that and was just happily diverted by oh, gotcha. ancient Greek cheese warriors. I also have some cheese history for you. Cheese history. Yeah. Cheese history. Um, this is Very actually, I mean, it's recent news, so it kind of fits good. the cheese news, but it's also cheese history. Um, have you ever heard of the Chelsea Pensioners? No. Okay. Should I have? Um, no, there's no particular reason why you would have. It's not okay. an American thing. Then, then um, certainly not. I had not really heard of them. I guess I'd maybe heard of them, but didn't attach anything to it. Sure. So. Um, the Royal Hospital Chelsea was established by Charles II in hmm. 1692, quote, as a refuge for veteran soldiers. It now houses around 320 pensioners who give up their military pension in exchange for the sort of lodgings most Londoners daydream about. Complex was designed by Christopher Wren, who is the guy who designed St. Paul's. Yeah, I've heard um, that name. Is um, less old people's home, more city palace with its colonnades and Potteresque Great Hall. Um, every December at Royal Hospital Chelsea, they have the ceremony of the Christmas cheeses. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> Go on. The historic ceremony dates back to the founding of the Royal Hospital in 1692 when a local cheesemonger donated cheese to the Red Breast of Chelsea for Christmas. So it's been a tradition ever since then for around the Christmas season for cheesemakers in, in England awesome. to donate cheeses to the pensioners. At this point, it's run by the Dairy Council, which is also known as Dairy UK. It's been run by them since 1955. Um, this year, in honor of the centenary of Armistice Day, over 100 um, different cheeses were donated um, awesome. to Royal, Chos- yeah. uh, Royal Hospital Chelsea. Um, the total weight was 242 kilograms, which is closing in on 600 pounds. Yeah, that's a I lot think. of cheese. Um, oh my goodness. That's a lot of cheese. Um, and what they do is at every meal, the pensioners get served cheese um, between Thanksgiving and Christmas to go along with their stuff. Well, just, and I, you can freeze cheese, particularly the kind of semi-solid ones, and so they'd keep for a while throughout the year. But the pensioners all love it because they get all these really special oh, yeah, and rare say, cheeses. Fancy like cheeses yep. flying around. Yes. As part of the event each year, a ceremonial cheese is cut with a sword by a chosen what? Chelsea pensioner. Dibs. <laughs> this year's ceremonial cheese is a handsome 24-kilogram Montgomery cheddar cut by Chelsea pensioner Alan Goddard. So congratulations, Alan, on being chosen for Congrats. that. Um, Come to the cheese cast yep. also. Oh. Um, there are, I've got links. I'll put up pictures because there are pictures. We'll put up links because you can see pictures oh. of um, Mr. Goddard with kind, the ceremonial what kind of sword. sword. are we talking? It's a saber. This thing's like a. Th- Ooh, like a fancy it's thin a, little it's a saber? S- it's a sword sword. Is it like a. It's got a slight curve to okay. it. Um, it looked it's to like be a about, pirate sword. It, a little, not that heavy. Not a cutlass. It, um, so think of like a cavalry officer's yeah. sword. If you've seen one of those, okay. that's what it looked like to me. But See, it's, it's like a four foot long sword. I want it to be like a two handed claymore. No, I want him to have to yep. stand ten feet away. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like William Wallace, that and really would, lay into it. That's what I yep. would like to see. Well, screaming freedom. So yeah, I wow. yeah that just 
I was just delighted by that. You know, one hundreds of year olds tradition, um, f- cheese for the pensioners, military ceremony. I mean, this guy was fully decked out and dressed. Oh, I was just. Gonna, like I'm that, sure yeah. it's super official. Yep. Uh, not that it shouldn't be, but like official yep. and classy oh, yeah. and yep. just. Oh yeah, whoosh. yeah, classic oh. British military yeah. uniform, bright red with brass buttons. Oh, that's incredible. Thing. Yep, yep. Just yep. cutting cheese yeah. with a sword. And he looked happy as a clam too. That's gotta be yep. the coolest thing in your yep. life. Yep. Oh, yep. I just want to do that. <laughs> It is Christmas time, which means it's time to give people gifts and presents and stuff. I'm ready. Um, My arms are open. So there are, of course, the tried and true cheesy gifts, um, which are books about cheese. And they of come course. in two types. I like a good cheese The, the coffee table style, which are basically just pretty pictures about cheese. I got one of those. Like, um, and then tons and tons of cookbooks. I mean, lots of cheese-based cookbooks out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And, related to the knives, cheese graters of mm. various stripes and styles. I want a bronze one now. Um, I, I looked... I bet they're hard to find. Mm, I, I did not I don't see think any, I've ever seen yeah, or heard bronze, of one. Yeah, not any bronze. Lots of stainless steel and like that. Then I found category that a bunch of stuff that I put in the category of stuff you probably don't need. <laughs> That's a lot of cheese yep. gift. I, um, I found an iPhone case <laughs> that is a close-up of mac and cheese. That's yeah. I yep. wear that. Um, I found mac and cheese band aids. Wow. Okay. I found a nacho cheese scented candle in a can. Ooh, I. <laughs> I'd, I'd like that. Yep. I'd like that for sure. I found a lot of cheese-related jewelry, including necklaces, key rings, and this is the winner. I can't wait. Grilled cheese-shaped cufflinks. I saw the. I saw yeah. that. There was a lot of grilled cheese and mac and cheese. I think yep. that's like a little hipster yeah. thing. You're yeah. like, I yeah. like mac and cheese. Yep. I'm cool. Yeah. They're clearly a hipster thing. They're, yeah. The cuff, but those cufflinks were really sharp looking. I, would, I saw yep. those. Because yep. then there was also a grilled cheese purse I yep. saw while I was looking at Aaron. Yep. I was like, ooh. Ladies' purses. For the cheese-loving college student on a budget, there is a cheese-themed composition book made on 100% re- recycled paper and printed with soy-based ink. Oh. In the category of stuff you really don't need um, <laughs> is a grilled cheese toaster from Urban Outfitters. Of course they have a grilled cheese toaster. It sounds like a spectacularly bad idea because you put the cheese in vertically. Oh, it's still vertical? Yep. Why? Isn't that just all going to... That's, that's a stupid a thing. problem waiting to happen. A stupid thing you did, Urban Outfitters. <laughs> that might be why it's not available anymore because probably fire. <laughs> just a big yep. cheese molten yep. ball at the bottom. So... That leaves us to the category oh, of awesome. stuff you should absolutely get. I'm excited. Um, now, one of those was cheese making kits because I think, yeah, you know, there's a lot. I tried to make cheese at home. I told you about this before. Yeah. It didn't work out ideally, I think, for a variety of reasons, including ineptitude. But <laughs> um, I'm going to experience that part. At the, some point. the cheese making kits seem like a pretty good idea, although mm-hmm. I, none of them come with the milk. I think they come with all the stuff. Um, probably, you know, you still need to have fresh milk. There are cheese classes where uh, you can go and learn how to make cheese. Zingerman's has one. Ooh, at, do they? At the creamery, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so you and I <clears throat> and Miss um, Aaron and Miss Lisa should probably that'd look at that. That'd be a delightful adventure. Yeah. Um, the Cheese School of San Francisco. Let's take a second and think about that. The Cheese School of San Francisco. <laughs> incredible. Offers them as well with gift cards. Yeah. We're going to put up a link to that for our West Coast contingent. I have a California yep. Pavlovsky. Yep. That's you. And then the mother load, the holy grail, which comes courtesy of the fabulous Sam, the fondoodler. Uh, the name itself 
is so close to being terrifyingly creepy and inappropriate. <laughs> Sam came to us with the fondoodler um, like on her already iPad. purchased, wasn't she it? She was so happy that <laughs> she found it, and she was like, I'm buying this. And I told her, Sam, you're not buying us the fondoodler. And three days later, there was a fondoodler. <laughs> Little did we know. She is buying <laughs> she, us. She is buying it, and um, <clears throat> apparently it's ours now. I think you're going to be the keeper of the fondoodler. because I'll keep it ceremoniously being, somewhere. Y- yeah, and we need to have like a, a fondoodler bearer. Is that me? Yeah. I'm the doodler bearer? Yep. The doodler bearer. Good. All right. So there are instructions because... There's there are, a lot of there them. There are a lot I of like instructions. I like to watch yep. Kirk doodle and diddle <laughs> okay. with the fond doodlers. So um, there are import, important safeguards. You're not apparently supposed to use it outdoors. I don't know why. My favorite part is the page I can see that says acceptable cheeses and uses. Yep. <laughs> not that cheese. <laughs> Not that use. No, no. <laughs> not that use. I can think of a lot of uses that the fondoodler manufacturers bad. probably do not approve yeah. of. The dispensing tip is hot and may cause severe burns if contacted with skin. <laughs> handle with care. Ruger Use handles so, or knobs. You get so hurt. What handles or knobs? There is technically a that handle. handle. Yep. So to, I don't see a knob on this thing. So so all of you out there in listener world, looking at the fondoodler, it looks like a hot glue gun, like a craft gun. That is exactly and what it looks like. Kind of like like a space pistol. That you yeah, would something see out of like sci-fi. yep, yep, yep. And it says fondoodler on the it side. It does. It looks way more legit than I thought it would. To be honest, I thought it was gonna just be like a cock gun or a hot glue gun. <laughs> it does. Well, it kind of does look in. like a cock gun too, yeah. just its basic structure, because that's kind of the setup on the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keep hands as well as other kip- kitchen equipment away from contact with the tip while in use to prevent the possibility of severe personal injury or damage to the appliance. Where you get so hurt? Somebody <laughs> get so disfigured by this. The tip. May be cleaned, but only <laughs> when the appliance is unplugged and cooled to room temperature. Maybe. <laughs> You're using Do not apply melted cheese or other melted food stuff directly onto skin, as this may also cause severe burns. And this, see, this is where they just, they're just kill joys. Why are you making yeah. it if you're not expecting yeah. me to spray yeah. it right I mean, into somebody's I th- mouth? I, I think that's <sighs> probably why it's in bold, is they were figuring, yeah. They know why you bought yeah. it. I know what <laughs> know you exactly think what you want to do. Don't. Do not bring tip into contact with any flammable substance. Well, that's like a lot of stuff. That's <laughs> this, one's, this that. next one's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> be sure that cheese or other suitable food stuff, we're going to talk about that in a second, I'm excited about options is here. fully contained in cartridge tube prior to... How, how would it not be fully contained in a tube? <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> Show spaghetti into the top. I don't think that's an approved food stuff. Is it? We ought to see. Um, I'm scanning. I don't see any things about suitable food stuffs. I think they're just leaving that up to us, which is probably a mistake. You be the judge. Um, the safest way to use this. Do not place any unapproved food stuff or other substance into the appliance. Other substance. Not for use with chocolate. So apparently that is an unapproved food stuff. Okay. Well, that would just... Well, and cheese, I feel like. is Yeah, I don't see this at all working <laughs> yep. in the way it should, um, but I'm excited. You, when you clean it, you're only supposed to use soap and water. There is a little cleaning wand There is a nice thingy. little brush. Um, this is in bold and all caps. <laughs> Do not immerse appliance slash handle in water or other liquids. What other liquid do you submerge it in? Well, when you're when you're fondoodling into the wine, 
<laughs> and you dunk it accidentally. I don't think the Greek warriors would approve of that. <laughs> they wish they had a fun dude there. He's spraying people. General. This appliance is not a toy. Mm. <laughs> Don't call it the fondoodler. <laughs> yeah, that's your fault. That's your fault, business. <laughs> and is not intended for children under the age. I was going to say that we're out. Apparently, yeah. we're pretty childlike. Do not. Okay, this one I guess is important. Do not operate this appliance while under the influence of alcohol or other substances that may affect your reaction time or perception. This appliance is UL listed for household use. Use it only for food preparation. Do not use the appliance for anything but its intended use. Uh, we can't use unapproved attachments, so we can't engineer No third-party atta- no third third fondue attachments. Yeah. So there are parts. There's a handle. There is. There's a plunger. This looks like a weapon. Plunger, which is basically like a tongue depressor. That's a good way to describe There it. is a plunger head. All right. So there's kind of a ratchet. So yeah, it really does look like a uh, cock gun. Um, that's basically the way this thing seems to work. Okay. Plunger head is on plunger handle. Plunger is free to slide forwards and backwards. It is. <laughs> Load cheese into cartridge tube and make sure cartridge tip is on the front of the tube marked with an arrow. <laughs> okay. So, um, Dane, if you would please, we brought oh. some cheese. I brought some cheese. It's some lovely Sargento cheddar cheese sticks. That was a great idea. I thought about mozzarella, but I like mozzarella fine. I just tend to like it on things, not crackers. I like That's mozzarella fair. on pizza and on like rigatoni and things like that. Rigatoni. Um, rigatoni I figured this was better for melting purposes. So, Dane is opening a cheese stick. Insert into tube. So pull back plunger and load cartridge into handle. Plug in and wait until cheese melts. Right. It just melts in there? Yep. Oh, well that's less So exciting. this is where it becomes more hot glue gun and less caulk gun. I don't think you're supposed to just start touching parts of it well, until it's hot. Well, I don't know. There's no lights. Don't no. you just <laughs> <laughs> you literally touch the part they say to never touch when it's plugged in. That was like the third thing you touch. You're like, hmm, poke, poke. Well, it doesn't. Fe- I don't feel it warming up. I guess it. It's pull the trigger. Gun safety. Did you follow the instructions? I followed what, the instructions. Tell them what we're going to do next. I'll do this. Part. Okay, so we are oh. um, we're taking a field trip field up to trip. Horrocks, friends of the show. We're going to go up to Horrocks, um, partly because they have lots of cheese, partly because it's the end of the semester and we've worked hard and it's we nice to just take that. an afternoon off. The main reason we're going up there is our friend, Dr. John Wilting, told I guess I never knew this. I still don't super believe it. I'm yeah. curious to see. What, um, I don't know if we're going to find that anything. They, what did he say it was? Like a one-ton like like, block of cheese? It was cheese? two. He okay. said it was like 4,800 pounds Okay, or a 4,800-pound block of, or wheel, or hunk, like hunk thing. would be a word, yeah. boulder of <laughs> Wisconsin cheese that is encased in its own little special barrel yeah. that they just whack hunks off of when apparently. you want to buy your special Christmas cheese. And apparently they do this every year at the Lansing Horrocks. So theoretically, there's a big giant cheese. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, still I told my wife about it. Big Block of Cheese, and she immediately like flashed on the West Wing episode where we talked about <laughs> with Andrew Jackson. Exactly. Um, and so we got to go see if it's a thing. Oh, you're just spreading it all <laughs> over the table. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, my God. It works. It does. <laughs> it's alive. This that was really disturbing what it just did. <laughs> I'm just gonna. You're quick. Catch it with some. <laughs> it's all over the table. Okay, taste it. How's it taste? Can you just eat it right away? <laughs> yeah, We're it's just it. melted cheese. Stop! You're doing it on. The, put it on a thing. <laughs> so, if you've ever used a caulk gun, and you know how you you, you caulk out some caulk, and it has the, the so parts that just kind of keep slowly oozing out. That is exactly what it's doing. It's slowly extruding little. Blibbits of melted cheese, but apparently um, you can do designs. Yeah, and that's with what the, cheese. the what I was getting to. I'm doing a very you. inartistic pile here. According to the acceptable cheeses and uses page, all forms of cheese work: strings, shredded blocks, sheets. You just stuff the cheese into the tube. Quote types of cheese: <laughs> Quote. American Jack, string cheese, cheddar, and Mexican blend. It's interesting because then they describe why it's good. American Jack, those work great because of their adhesive properties. They are very stable. <laughs> String cheese, not great for building. Yikes. Uh, cheddar, a bit oily, so adhesion can be a problem. And That's Mexican what I'm blend. seeing. It's leaving yeah. these little kind of snail trails of oil <laughs> of on the oily table. Grossness. I'll clean it up. Uh, uses, though, the following are examples of ways we've found to play with the product. Again, remember the same instructions that say this is not a toy. <laughs> <laughs> we found to play with this product. Please use this as an inspiration. We need everyone's help to change the world. It says that on uses. So we're changing the world right now. All right. One of the uses is drawing and decorating. Don't touch the hot parts. <laughs> is drawing and decorating. Another is building, using the cheese as an adhesive to create structures with other foods like crackers and pretzels, as Kirk is now doing. And from 2D to 3D. Draw shapes on a baking sheet, then bake to harden. You can then construct 3D shapes out of the baked cheese using the building technique. So you can have an all-cheese construct. Like, it's not bad. Uh -uh. Like, it's nice string cheese. You know what it tastes like? Melted cheese. Yeah. It tastes like, probably because it's Sargento also, tastes like when you make nachos in the microwave because you're a slob and you're lazy. Exactly That's what right. it tastes yep. like. All right. So it doesn't have an on-off switch, the fondue. You just plug it in and unplug it. <laughs> That's and then wait around for a while while it cools down. So we're going to have to find a place to put it while it chills out. What's the verdict on the fondueler, Dane? Is this a, a, a cheese cast approved gift for people in your life? <laughs> Absolutely it is. <laughs> it depends on a few real questions. Okay. One. Do you ever need to build or draw or whatever with cheese? Need to? No. But if you want to, then this is the this gift is for you. Thing. Okay. So question. it works. Let me. I'll say these things about it. It is way more legitimate, like in function, than I ever assumed. Oh it yeah, would be. totally. Yeah. I thought it was just gonna be hot cheese dripping out of a yep. thing, which it does. But you can also. Yeah. So there it's way some, more you, legit. You can exercise some control. And with practice, you could become quite deft. So I'm actually kind of happily surprised okay. that it does a lot more right. than I thought it would. Are there any other caveats or concerns you would have about it? Oh, don't put it near a child. You're so close to the tip. That's where you're not supposed to touch. I live dangerously. As no. he says this, he's pointing the hot business and the fondueler toward his face. <laughs> yep. It's unplugged, so it's not going to go off or anything like that, I hope. 
See, you're just, you just are doing it it's, on purpose. It's cooling down pretty quickly. No, the more you touch it, the <laughs> no, hotter. It's pretty hot. <laughs> Actually, my fingers burn. Uh, so dangerous, I would say. Yeah. The danger yeah. level is pretty high. Yeah. So yeah, the fun doodler. It's lived a thing. up to the expectations. Yeah. I would Thanks, say. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. That was a lot the more fabulous, fun. Sam. Yeah, the even. Fan, and her amazing iPad. She does have that. Yep. Helped her in the yeah. fun doodling. Yep. So that's what I got for Christmas gifts. Those are great gifts. Yeah. For you and yours. For you and we'll yours. We'll put links yep. up to a bunch of those oh, yeah. on the website. Yeah, I've got all the links for this stuff. Nice. Not all of the jewelry things, just the... Those aren't important. Yeah. Really, the yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, I've got those. <laughs> yeah, I've got those. Okay, so for our next big Christmas-themed activity, what do you do for Christmas, Dane? Just cry. Yeah, that's travel, not <laughs> travel, buy stuff, cry, cheese, cry. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me the answer. <laughs> yeah, go shopping. <gasps> shopping. Yeah, I know that's a crazy concept that one would shop at Christmas. We're gonna go on a little shopping trip now with our first ever on-site recording of things. We're going up to Horrocks, and we're going to see what's up with the ginormous wheel of cheese, and we're going to check out their other cheese um, offerings. So we're going to go on an adventure. Cheese? Oh my god. Okay, so we're here at Horrocks having our beers and we were looking for the ginormous cheese. And I was looking at these kind of wood barrels that are on the floor that are just full of hunks of cheese. And I was like, boy, this is going to be really disappointing if that's what Wilterding was talking about. And then Dane said, is this the cheese? What I thought was a display table is actually a wheel of cheese it's what about it's three feet tall at least uh, probably three and a half it's up on a pallet but i would say three and a half feet and probably what would you say four feet in diameter easy um it's a cheddar it's stamped i mean it's a it's an orange cheddar um it's enormous and it I can't tell. Yeah, they've already been hacking on it because you can see the top is saran wrapped. So probably the cheese that's in the barrel right by my feet, they've sheared off the top of the thing. So it's probably even bigger before. Okay, um, one of the staff members is saying that um, it was about six feet tall. So they've already carved probably two and a half feet off of this thing. Um, and it's covered with all kinds of lovely um, cheese-based accoutrements. So there's some wines. There are some quince pastes. Have you ever had quince paste? Okay. Quince paste goes really well, yeah. particularly with those strong cheeses like that blue. Uh, there's um, wisps, asiago, and pepper jack cheese crisps. Um, there are focaccia bites, which are little baked focaccia chips. There are some little... Um, like look like like little peppery cheese cracker things going on there. Um, it's a nice display they've got going. Plus some like little festive greenery and like that. I just can't believe how big that damn thing is. I mean, I see people in videos like rolling around wheels of cheese, but I've never seen. I mean, 
That thing, it's like a steamroller wheel. If you put it on its side, you could put it on the front of a steamroller and, and, and flatten, yeah, you could like lay asphalt with that damn thing. That's a huge cheese. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I thought the same, the top, I was like, oh, it's a table. That is not a table, sir. That is cheese. Oh, uh, check the website. We'll have photos for sure. Yeah, I'm going to do that. The big cheese. I didn't see the big sign. Yeah. The big cheese, 4,090 pounds, nine-month aged cheddar, six bucks a pound. Yep. That's a good deal. Yeah, I'll probably that'll probably happen. The big cheese. Huh. All right. Uh, first of all, what's your name? Uh, Steven. Steven? Yep. What, can you tell us kind of about the big cheese? What's the whole deal here? Uh, it's just uh, it's about six foot tall when it comes in. It's, this year is 4,090 pounds. It's, it just depends on every year. It's uh, five ninety nine a pound. Right now it's, it's about 13 months old cheddar. It's just a medium mild cheddar. And it comes from Wisconsin? It comes from Wisconsin, yep, yep. We get one every year. We get around Halloween every year, and it takes us about three months to cut the whole thing. So you're the cheese guy? I was told you're the cheese guy. Yeah, I am. Yep, yep. I cut it all up, and <laughs> I, I do everything here. Yep, uh, me uh, and my boss. Nice. Uh, so overall cheese advice for coming to Horrocks. What can you say about the cheese selection and <laughs> cheeseology? Um, it, it, it just depends on what we got going on. Big cheese is the hot thing right now, so that's our that's our number one seller right now. And how long is the big so. cheese hangout usually? Uh, it, so takes, it, it takes us, usually, it's selling a lot faster this year, but usually it takes between two and three months to get it all cut, and usually about three-ish months to get it all sold and gone. Awesome. Yeah. How do you cut a cheese that big? I mean, I don't imagine you have an eight-foot-long cheese sword or something. We have, we have a, like a 12-foot-long wire that wraps around it, and we drag it through and cut it. And cut it up into like four pieces, move it back there, and then we cut it up smaller back there. Awesome. That's it. That's it. I totally want a 12-foot-long cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Thank you. And, Kirk, I feel like both of us probably need to buy a cheese today, besides the big cheese, just to, and make a good choice. So what, what's got your eye so far? What are you thinking? Well, um, we're standing right in front of a Michigan smoked cheddar, which is, <clears throat> I mean, other than the big chunk of cheese um, that I'm going to get some of them, look, then that's right high on the list. I bet you that would be really good in the fondue Horrocks always has a lot of flavored cheeses. Um, so some of these are kind of classic cheese combinations. Other than, others of them are a little bit more out there. So I'm just going to read off some of the ones they've got going on here. They have a Michigan truffle jack. So that would be a classic combination because jack is a very mild cheese. Truffles have a kind of earthy flavor to them. So you get a nice combination there. They've got a Michigan habanero, which I'm staying away from, <laughs> uh, which would be kind of, I mean, I would imagine queso-y kind yeah. of in its flavor. Um, they've got a Michigan olive jack, which I'm not sure about because I like olives and I'm okay about jack cheese, but that combo is a little nerve-wracking for me. Um, that's the same thing. They've got a Michigan bacon cheddar, which is, uh, you can't lose with that. That's going to be a good one. Yep. yep. Um, now we got the Parmigiana Reggiano, which is good, just good grating cheeses and things like that, and then some other kind of classic stuff, and then a gigantic heaping heap of cheese curds with all the different flavors and like that. So let's go have a look at all the flavors of the curds going on. The, and as you said with the cheese, I've noticed in their cheese curd selection, it is usually pretty varied uh, with oh, kind of mixed with some other flavors. One that I've never seen before, shallot black pepper, uh, but I've had the sassy barbecue are interesting. Um, but they have two-tone jalapeno, Jamaican jerk, I just noticed hickory hollow. I've never had those either, so they've got some new ones. Jalapeno, 
some jalapenos, ranch curds, mango habanero, lots of different kinds. But definitely, definitely some interesting combos. Yeah, they've got uh, some garlic dill going on in the back here. They have two tones, so it's basically um, looks like white cheddar and yellow orange cheddar. Um, that mango habanero, I mean, that's a mango and habanero is a classic um, salsa combination. You, so you the sweet with the the um, the, the powerful. Um, yeah, so you're the one who's done a lot of the flavored cheese curds. I've only ever done a cheese-flavored cheese curd. So do you have any opinions about the flavored cheese curds or not? Um, similar to how I feel about most cheese. Uh, one thing, I, I prefer just the straight-up Wisconsin cheddar cheese curds that I brought back a few weeks ago. Uh, but the, the I, I like the barbecue kind of sweet flavor. The sassy barbecue I've had is good. Uh, it's all tasty. It's interesting. It's just not, to me, pure cheese curd. That shallot black pepper sounds interesting to me as well because yeah. um, that's it's a you'd get a nice combination of flavors and textures with that. I know Dane's bogarting the Hickory Hollow ones looking. right now. Yeah, I'm just looking. Hickory salt, yeah. That'd be good. I'd try that if yep. I did. The Jamaican jerk sounds interesting to me but also scary because Jamaican jerk can be fiery hot. I mean, it can be wicked hot. Um so I don't, I don't. I actually don't know if I'm man enough to handle. <laughs> so, do you have opinions about Havarti? I was just going to ask you. I don't think I've ever had Havarti or know at all what it is. I've had it. I never have done a lot of looking at it because every time I've had it, I've never really cared for it. So that's one I guess I have to do some more looking on. So probably I guess we're going to have to do a wedge once about cheeses we're dubious about or that we don't really care for. Or we think we yeah. <laughs> Havarti party. You're welcome. They do have a pimento loaf, harking back to our pimento experiments. But yeah, a lot of different Havarti, jalapeno, chipotle pepper, dill, which would be interesting. A lot of habanero, a lot of pepper mix, some goat logs. One of the ones I was looking at here, it's a cheese I've never heard of before. Um, They've got a little label up on the counter. It's a Beamster Grascas, which... um, that sounds to me probably Swiss or Northern European, because Kass, it's like um, Butterkasse, yeah, um, so it's um, probably German, Swiss, kind of, that, that group of languages. So what the thing, um, Beamster Grasskass um, is made only from the milk of Beamster cows, which are fed on young spring fodder. Milk taken during this specific period is the creamiest milk of the year, which accords the cheese a rich and creamy consistency along with a deep flavor. Produced in limited quantities, it is matured for one month before being sold in the market. They only produce 2,000 wheels of grass and 1,000 of them are exported to other countries for sale. So I think this is definitely one I'm going to get because yeah. it's a rare cheese that you don't get to see a lot. I've literally never heard of this before, so we're going to give this one a shot. And there's tons of it, it looks like. I might try one, too. They have a lot of different variety, even of this. They have a Beamster Gouda with garlic, which I might hit. They have an extra old. And you can see in the extra old and the yeah. Beamster Paradiso, it looks like it's going to be rock friggin' solid. Yeah, I might have to try that. Ooh, they have a thousand. Oh, that's just normal Gouda. That looks good, too, though. But yeah, I might have to scoop up one of these as well. There's scorpion cheddar. What is that? Is that scorpions in it? Uh, <laughs> I don't see any. Uh, maybe they're ground up, though. I don't know. It's ground scorpion chili pepper. <laughs> I was so excited. A nice scorpion. Yeah, we're not doing that either, because... 
<laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> what are we? Oh, now we get to the old stuff. It looks like the oldest they have is a 12-year cheddar on a Hennings, Wisconsin. Nice. 12-year, though. That's old. We're getting old with cheese. Uh, I know we've talked before in the cheddar talks, but what's the difference when you're, like, we're looking at a 12-year, the stuff we were looking at, the big cheese, which we'll be taking, is nine months. What are you going to notice in a difference from a nine month to a 12 year? The flavor will get stronger and sharper the older that it sits. Um, it will also get drier. So the older the cheddar is, it's going to get more and more crumbly. So a younger cheddar will slice really cleanly, get those nice, like, slightly floppy slices. Um, you're not going to be able to get that kind of slice with an older cheddar. It's going to, if it doesn't just crack off the thing and, um, it's going to be much kind of just like what did you call them crumbies you're going to get yes a crumbies you're going to get lots of crumbies with the older cheddars um those will be i mean the the younger cheddars are are like nice light light snacking cheeses Uh, so overall cheese selection wise you're a guy who shops at a lot of we've kind of reached the end of the cheese trough as it were so you're a guy who shops a lot of cheese at a lot of places uh horrocks wise and even lansing wise cheese selection what would you gauge it's a really good selection. They've got a lot of variety of things. Um, the more exotic Europeans and artisanal American stuff isn't here as much as it is in other stores. Um, like if you went to Whole Foods, you'd be seeing many more varieties of cheddars from different producers, often small batch or like farmsteads and things like that. More um, do cheeses um, you'll find at the higher end shops like like Whole Foods or Zingerman's and like that. Um, but those stores you will not find the flavored cheeses like you're finding here. They are super heavy on the flavored cheeses here. So if you like your cheese with inclusions with other things added in, you're absolutely going to want to come here because you can get a lot of them um, in a lot of different combinations and flavor profiles and like that. They seem to be really heavy on the ones with. Um, like spicy stuff added. I'm seeing a lot of things with jalapenos and the scorpion peppers and that sort of thing, habaneros. Um, so if you like that combination of, of mild and hot, this is going to be the place for you. I don't recall seeing any of that stuff at either of the other places we've been talking about. So yeah, definitely some variety. And for the next not very long, you can come get some big cheese, certainly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the way they're talking about how they're going through it, they've already sheared two feet off the top of the thing um, in about a month. So we're heading into the heavy buying season. Probably going to start mowing through that thing. It'll be interesting when I come up here with my wife in a couple of weeks yeah. to do, like, the final bout of, like, stocking stuffer shopping and like that because Horrocks is great for stocking oh, stuffers um, to see how much of that cheese is left. We'll have to do, like, an update or something yeah, like that. Yeah, little cheese update. So I think... We're going to wander around, find some things. We're going to grab some of that big cheese, but it's been a good first initial experience out into the field, certainly. Yeah, and thanks to Horrocks for um, talking with us and let us record basically in the middle of their store. I've noticed a couple people like, what the hell are these two doing? But they're being super cool about it. So thanks for welcoming us in, um, and um, we will talk to you all later. Absolutely. Thanks, Stephen. So do we have any emails or texts or anything from our listeners? They've been following and liking our stuff, and I've seen shares going on, but not a lot of commentary. No, <clears> and so I far. would like to update on the on the uh, 
polls that we have had yeah quickly yeah which one surprised me 91 percent of respondents would rather have mouse cheese over moose cheese. i couldn't believe that, that one me. yeah i don't what the listen to the wedge people we yeah. talk about moose cheese is a delicacy yeah mouse cheese seems like it'd be gross mice are plague bearers you ever hear about a great terrible plague by a moose no, I haven't. No is the answer yeah. to that question. <clears throat> I would think moose cheese would be pretty gamey, but I can't imagine I how it. mouse cheese would not be gamey. If you put those on a plate and said, do you want moose or mouse? I'd pick moose every time. I would too. Yeah. Hmm. Also, 78% of people said they preferred dips and spreads to 22% chunks of cheese for holiday cheese eating. Yep. That disappointed me. I think I was like one of few who said chunks yeah. of cheese. Yep. So that made me a little yep. sad. Um, and then... This this fondue lord, one hundred percent of respondents want Dave to was, make the answers were yes or hell yeah <laughs> with a Z. I think. So, but what can you describe a little bit? Like I am gonna try to build it, yep. build it, cook it at some point. Um, probably use a fondue lid. <laughs> You gotta spend a while doing it with that. Just bring it in. So it, it's basically just a variation on a baked brie. So, yeah. like a baked brie, I mean, you, super easy. You can make one of these at home with no trouble at all. So, you go to the grocery store, to the freezer section, and you, you get, get some. Brie. You, get you some, bake it. Brie is not in the freezer. You get section. a brie, you bake it. You get some puff pastry, and you you let it thaw a little bit, and you roll it out, and then you put a brie, like a wheel of brie. You can do a wedge, but a wheel is more festive in the middle of the thing. More festive. Fold it over, pleat the top so it's pretty. Brush it with an egg wash. Stick it in an oven, three hundred fifty degrees. You said how easy this was, and you said three words. I had to think about what you meant by doing it. So egg pleat <laughs> egg. <laughs> what egg? <laughs> <laughs> Can't have pleat, not cheese. <clears throat> Not the cheese, the pastry on the top. So you bake your you bake your the wheel of brie. So that's what a fond a fondue de, lo, de lord is. Um, is it's just successive wheels of yeah, it's meltable like cheese up in a big bread. Yep. That and you, you then wrap um, puff pastry around or um, pizza dough, which Dr. Suzanne Lewis has offered to make she for has. you. I'm super so into that. Then you bake it, and then you saw the top off, and you basically have a giant like, cylinder of melted that cheese. Much? Like the one we'll post the video on. That thing's got to be on, six, like, eight inches tall. It's huge. Yeah, there's that a was, lot of cheese. And That's like probably they a go to dunk pounds. a thing, and they just submerge it yep. all the way to the yep. bottom. Yep. It's like whoa, <laughs> but it looks. Yeah. I would eat it for yep. sure. Yeah, I just it sounds like a great party thing. Like yeah, like what kind of little accoutrements would you put with it to dip? Well, what did they put with it to dip? I don't even remember. Potatoes. Oh, it was like yeah. little potatoes, little, little Ooh, like little baby good. potatoes. Yeah, that'd like be good. Yukon, they look like Yukon yeah, Gold. Yeah, because they did like uh, the olive oil and yeah. some stuff. Yeah, so they they, they had three different cheeses that, that they made these good. little cylinders out of, and then they put them on a sheet tray, like a half sheet pan, yeah. with um, little baby potatoes all around, and sprinkled it good. with um, olive oil, um, salt, and pepper. And then baked it at what looked like it was in French, um, so I had to do a fast conversion. It looked like 350 yeah. for about 30 minutes, probably. All of the cheeses they ha- they used were classic mm. melting cheese. Like one of them was a raclette, which is what you yeah. it's fun. They basically were fondue cheeses. So any cheese you would put in a fondue, you could do this for. I'm gonna try that this week. All right. I expect video. Well, yeah, there will. Yeah. <laughs> Me in the kitchen by myself, yep. panicking. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I want to report because we're thinking of maybe doing a New Year's Eve thing this year. And if we do, I might maybe do that. But it is a lot of cheese. It is. You have to have people. That's why I think. You got to have a bunch of cheese eaters. Yeah. If I try it like this week when we finally go up for Christmas, Christmas, I would 
cookie. Like, you don't have to make six cylinders of it. You can also <laughs> make just like one. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's pretty much like that, like the spinach dip you put in yeah. the big rye yeah. loaf. Yep. It's just yep. cheese. Yeah. That. Um, another thing uh, I got personally through a communication from Robert English, mm-hmm. a longtime listener, apparently. Uh, but one of it's a high school friend mm-hmm. of mine, uh, Trooper English, as it were. Uh, yeah, you've mentioned him. Before. Yeah, yeah, wanted to make sure that he got a question in. Oh, so question to put you on the spot. Oh, okay, this is gonna be one of those things yeah. now. Huh? All right, <laughs> you hate all the friends. <laughs> uh, he said, "Hello, Cheesecast, longtime listener, first time caller." Hi, Robert. <laughs> My wife and I have both been at Carly, delightful young lady. Okay. Her last name's Goulet, so you can make a lot Carly of Goulet. SNL references okay, to. Yep. Goulet. Uh, but my wife and I have both been adventuring into different cheeses thanks to your podcast. My question is, what do you think the best type of cracker is for different cheese? Right now, Whoa. we are just using Ritz, but is there a perfect cracker that would work well with numerous cheeses? Keep up the good work. Thanks, Robbie and Carly. Yeah, thank you very much. And we've discussed this a couple, not really at yep. length or on air, I don't think. Okay, but. so a good regular, I mean... I'm actually not that wild about Ritz crackers and cheeses. Um, I think they're too rich and buttery. You want a little bit more, either more oomph to your cracker yeah, or more neutral in its profile, I Where think. Where it's just kind of, for me... Yeah, it's like a water cracker is the classic thing yeah. you put some cheeses on. You can't do spreadables on water crackers because they're too fragile. So, they break. Yeah. So it's like those you put cheese on top of. You place it delicately. You place it. Yeah. It's Kirk cheese. It's yeah. Kirk crackers, with, Robbie. With so gar- you probably won't <laughs> use those. Fancy You're one. so lucky that the fondueler is turned I know, off. That's why I now. waited to be mean again. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, like, as the professor I am, the answer that immediately jumped to my head was, it depends. Yes. Because, like, we have right here that just because I have in my office because yep. I like carbs, some baguette crisps. Yep, which work fine. Yeah, and some triscuits. Which work great. Which, depending on what we're eating, yep. like when I do cheese, which I do a yep. lot, cheese and meats and yep. everything, um, I'll go thick if I'm doing like big hunk of cheese yep. and meat just so I have yep. a lot to work with. But like you said, when it's more like the spreadable yep. stuff, I think it depends what kind yep. of cheese you're going for. But what's your go-to like not trying to impress anybody cooking duck and putting on your top and tails like you're normal every day you're just having some cheese and crackers wheat thins that's yeah that's yeah. i've just regular actually we, we do reduced fat wheat thins yeah um because one you don't notice i mean i've literally yeah, mixed them up in a bowl and you can't tell yeah. the difference. maybe there's a slight texture difference but that's about it um they're about the right size like it's a one bite size so you're not like yeah. trying to bite a cracker in half yeah, because you, you know what happens yeah. sometimes yep <laughs> And some of the crackers I've seen, like at the fancy food stores, they're like huge. They're like the size of a saucer. Yeah, and it's basically like eating a sandwich. It's not at practical. That point. Yeah. I just want little bite sizes. Yep. Um, for really like powerful cheeses, like that um, rogue smoked blue. Oh yeah, you can go with a pretty gnarly aggressive cracker, like a rosemary. Yeah, something that's gonna like happen. a dark wheat cracker or something like that would work really well with that. So generally, the stronger the cheese, you can go stronger cracker like that. I think um, that's a good. But yeah, wheat thins are my go-to at home. We've got some. My wife finds them. They're called harvest grains. So I mean, she's bound and determined to make me healthy. <laughs> I can um, relate to that. And so these have like you know some ancient grains in there. There's probably some spelt and other <laughs> things like that. Um, they taste pretty good and they go pretty well with crackers. But again, they're small, 
they're about the size of yeah. like a quarter, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, sturdy that. enough that you could dip with them um, if you wanted to, or like just claw some spread out of a thing. Yeah, and I never put cubes on things. I tend to do kind yes. of wafer thin slices. Wafer. Yep. I don't like my slices too thick. I don't like them too thin. It's a thing with it's me. It's a thing yep. with you. You have a lot of those things. Yeah. Uh, but Robbie, so hopefully that helped a little bit with yeah. some potential ideas. Yeah. But get out of Ritz. Really? You're not basic just, anymore, Robbie. Yeah, come on. Come on, Bob. Just go to the store, buy five boxes of crackers, and do your you own like. little tasting profile. Yeah. Set it up. Do That's an experiment. And then part. write in and tell us what you like the best. Yeah. Because probably what goes well with one won't go the best with another. Probably. Yeah. But That's what we got. Um, As old Trooper English uh, has shown, feel free to ask us questions yeah let us know we encourage you to drop us a line on facebook at cheesecast podcast or on twitter or instagram at cast underscore cheese or online at cheesecastpodcast.com cheesecastpodcast.com I thought you were gonna miss it uh for any <laughs> suggestions comments recommendations anything like that you want us to talk about something let us know yeah absolutely you want to play with the fondoodler come and see dane because he is the keeper of the fondoodler come see now. me <laughs> I'm the bearer of the fondue <laughs> Thank you to Olivet College for um, letting us use the space. Thank you to the fabulous Sam and her amazing yes. iPad. She went above and beyond <clears throat> yeah, this absolutely. week. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Horrocks. Thanks to Dane, who, as always, produces the che- cheese cast and keeps me on task, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, as I much as anyone is able to. That's it. We're out, everybody. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. We will talk to you again real soon. Bye. Bye.